to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. I'm your host, Michael T.Y.P. Cole, and I'm trying to say this a little differently than I usually do, but it's not working. So uh, with me this week is Zach Miller. Hi, everybody. It's very cold here. Yeah, I'm sure. It's uh, it's getting pretty nippy now, I bet, in, in November. Up 15 in degrees. Ooh, oh, I was expecting worse. That's not too bad. It was 5 degrees the other day, but that was at night. Oh, dear. Yeah, frozen north. It's okay. You can you can bundle up and listen to this own up. <laughs> bundle up and listen to Radio Trivia right now with That's me right. and Zach. That's right. And, it's like uh, the old it's like the old presidential addresses on the radio, except with music. That's right. And, and you should get hot cocoa. Uh, it's oh, rec- yeah. it is rec- it's recommended. <laughs> Two out of three Radio Trivia hosts agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so anyway, Zach's picked a few. I have three listener requests this time, so it should be a fun lineup. So without any further um, ado, something like that. <laughs> I inform you thusly. I inform you thusly we are continuing. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> question Mm -hmm. what does your character say at the start of each stage Mm. 
So that was song three. Mm-hmm. What game is this at? This is Darkwing Duck on the NES. It is Darkwing Duck. I've never played this game before, and I really kind of like want Mega to. Mega Man. It basically is Mega Man. It I, even I, sounds like Mega Man. Yeah, it? yeah. It very much is Mega Man. If you watch videos on playing it, it's, it's Mega Man. He, he has a little... Uh, he can grab onto things, though. Right. Above that's, him. That's right. the gimmick. Right. It is otherwise indistinguishable from Mega Man. Other than the, the Disney characters. Right, of course. <laughs> Launchpad and Darkwing. Yeah. Right, I mean... You progress through the level, you grab and climb on things, and he has a little gun that shoots bullets that look a lot yep. like Mega Man bullets. And he Plaster can block bullets. with his cape. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. It is. But, but a lot of the enemies can block, too, and they, they kind of have, like, a shield. Yeah, they do. Um, kind of remind me of the Sniper Joes in Mega Man. Exactly. Yeah. So, of course, anyone who's familiar with this franchise can, can tell us what he says at the beginning of every stage. I am Darkwing Duck. Yep, and, yep. Uh, and so, uh, clearly, someone watched the, the cartoon before making this game. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, and it's very pretty true to the cartoon. You know, it has all the major villains, and it has a, you know, despite being like Mega Man, I think the environments are kind of Batman-y, which is how the cartoon is. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking while I was listening to the music. Is that like he very much is kind of like Disney's Batman because he doesn't have superpowers, and, and the show is really hazy in my mind now. I haven't seen it. In probably 15, I, I actually years. Uh, I rented it on Netflix just a few months ago, just because I knew it came out and I knew I loved the show when I was little. Yeah. And have you ever have you ever gone back to a show you loved when you were a kid, only to find that it's barely watchable because it's so punny? I don't know because it's so punny, but like I watched some episodes of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show after I, I bought the DVD set for a friend of mine. Oh, I gift. watched that too recently. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's not great. And the Koopa Kids are weird. Yeah, that's true. That's Mario 3. Uh, but yeah, Darkwing Duck is just pun central. Nothing but puns. So it's very groan-inducing after a while. Is oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't watch more than two episodes. I thought, if this is the whole show, I just can't do it. Oh. Because I remember it being really good, but maybe it's just the puns are are too much. I always liked the premise, and, and I liked the idea of a Disney superhero. Right, well, and, and a Disney superhero that's not like a Superman, but like a right. bumbling idiot. <laughs> I, don't he, I don't know if he was a bumbling idiot. I don't, I don't know if that's quite true. But He was pretty He was pretty sly. Launchpad yeah. was a bumbling idiot. Yeah. I like Launchpad. And he was he was also in DuckTales. So. Oh, yeah. And and I think uh, Gizmo Duck is in Darkwing Duck, too. Yeah, I like Gizmo Duck. Gizmo I Duck like was them. awesome. Yeah. He's more like the ma- magical superhero. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like Iron Man of uh, yeah. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> They need to put this on the virtual console along with all the other good Disney games. Yeah, I imagine there are a lot of legal hoops to jump through for that. Yeah. I, I thought it might happen now that Epic Mickey's coming out, and maybe they would have worked some of that out, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, some of those, like, like I think Mickey Mouse Capade was a Popeye game or something. I, maybe I'm making this up, but, like, it was some other franchise in Japan, and they tweaked it to huh. make it a Mickey. So, like, there's some weird history to some of them, but... Certainly, some of them they could have if they if they find the right stakeholders. But I suspect the games just don't sell well enough for them to to yeah. want to bother splitting the baby, so to speak. That's probably um, true. Oh that's, well, that's the shame. It's a good game if you have an NES <laughs> and you can find a copy of Darkwing Duck. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I mean, it actually has pretty impressive graphics. It must have been a pretty late yeah. uh, NES game. Although all, all the all those Capcom uh, Disney Capcom games, yeah. Those all were kind of late and had had some more advanced processing going on. Was there a Tailspin game? There was. I don't know if it was made by the same team. I, I have used it before on some variant of Radio Trivia, hmm. um, but uh, I don't. I don't know how good of a game it is. Yeah, that was a good show too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's go on to the second game. <laughs> let's do it.
I doubt Zach knows this game. Well, I doubt it too. It sounds pretty. Okie So here's your question, which mm-hmm. which might help you. If, if you... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> what is the fairly absurd name of the planet on which most of this game is set? Zach, any ideas on this game? All I've got are vowels. Well, what kind of game do you think this is? I think this is a Japanese, originally a Japanese game that was uh, localized for us. Yes. I think it's an RPG. Yeah, yes, it was localized for us. Otherwise, it would not be on this show. I guess uh, that's true. <laughs> I think it's an RPG. Yeah, I, it, 
It, it is. It is. It is. This is uh, Robotrek for the Super Nintendo. What the hell is Robotrek? Uh, that was my response, too, when, when uh, this was requested by No Name 2200 or 2200 or <laughs> however, however he would like me to read that name. Um, and it is a quintet game uh, published by Enix. And I, as far as I can tell, it was the last Super Nintendo game they made. It was published in uh, 2000, no, sorry, uh, 1994, 2000, 1994. <laughs> and uh, so it came after ActRaiser and ActRaiser 2 and Illusion of the Guy and everything. So it's a little more advanced that you can hear in the audio. And uh, the gameplay is a little bit different. It's... Um, it's almost like a precursor to Pokemon in a sense. Ooh. the the battle The battle mechanic is that your your character programs or codes robots, and I guess you get new robots in your arsenal over the course of the game, and you can assign different uh, uh, moves or strategies to them that you learn over the course of the game. Yeah. And so um, you can kind of customize what what attacks your 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 entity that's fighting on your behalf is uh, is able to do, and, and uh, you walk around, and, and the enemies are on the map uh, that you're walking in the dungeon. You know, it's not random, oh, okay. and and so it seems like a it's a relatively modern game by by Japanese RPG standards. Um, and the, and the, it's like a battle grid, so you have to move your character around the grid uh, to attack and open up chests. Um, and so there's a little bit of like active time battle system going on there too. Huh. Um, so it seems pretty sophisticated. Um, it's got a lot of weird self-referential humor in it. Um, the the name of the planet on which this takes place is called Quintenix. Jeez. Yeah. Um, so and there's a character that I guess is sort of your mentor named Doctor Akihabara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so there's some bizarreness going on there. I, I don't know how uh, how well known this game is. Uh, according to a very unreliable Wikipedia quote, about twenty thousand uh, units were sold in North America. Um, <laughs> what well, Wikipedia is always correct. <laughs> well, for, for especially for game sales and especially for North America back in the '90s, that stuff was not. The records weren't kept that tightly. I'm sure, sorry. Sure. Um, but uh, I mean, it was made by Quintet, who does exist. That company does ex- still exist, uh, you, even though they're kind of in the shadows. And Enix obviously exists, a Square Enix, and they've been publishing uh, a few virtual console games that were made by those two companies, like Akrazer and Akrazer Two. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's possible this could come out. It's not well known, but given the 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 brand recognition that that's out there, I have to think there's potential for there to be more interest in it now than there was when it was first released. Yeah. Um, and, and it certainly seems like a, a fascinating game. I mean, the graphics look pretty good. I mean, I, I played Illusion of Gaia, which was an early SNES game, and this looks much better uh, in terms of visual style. Um, and uh, the music's good. I mean, you heard some of it. So yeah, I would good. purchase it if it came out. And, and, it sounded surprisingly good for a Super Nintendo game, actually. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is here, but it's it's a very cool concept. And, and like I said, it, it kind of has almost a, a Pokemon vibe to it. I don't know how customizable your, your characters are, but it, it definitely seems like a unique battle system. I mean, the, your robots don't even have experience points. You accrue megabytes of data. Which, uh, <laughs> which are actually kind of let your own main character level up, so you can swap out what robot you use, and you're not worrying about their levels. That's cool. So, um, I, I think there are a lot of interesting ideas in the, this game. I, I don't know how well they're executed, but it, it certainly uh, seems like a quality product. Yeah, but this game sounds cool. I'd kind of like to see it modernized and, and brought, you know, brought. I mean, it sounds like I'd love it. Yeah, I know. I think a lot of people would probably like this game. It, it seems like a, a lost treasure. Um, and, and if anyone has actually played this game, please, please, please post in the talkback thread and, and share uh, your knowledge of this game with everyone else because I, I think this is a, a pretty interesting game. Yeah, tell us I really don't, I don't know that much about. So thank you, No Name 2200 or whatever. <laughs> and... Uh, We'll go on to the next listener request. Yeah.
Yes. Energetic. Yeah, it's a really good song. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm not... <laughs> I, I think both Zach and I are kind of brain dead right now. Oh, yeah, it's been a long day. Um, so, I apologize if this isn't the most exciting banter of, of, of radio trivia history. <laughs> banter! just tell you something. I have a lot of music on my iPod, a lot of video game music on my iPod that I listen to in the car. Yep. I would listen to that in the car in a heartbeat. I was thinking the same thing, although I, I have a bunch of video game music on my iPod too. Go Team Trivia! <laughs> that was pretty awesome. What is the name of the main villain of this series?
I need this game, or at least its soundtrack. Yeah, well, uh, this game is Streets of Rage 2 for originally the Genesis, but of course also on Virtual Console. You're kidding me. No. I know, this is a Genesis game. I know. Wow. And I actually already own this game, and I haven't checked it out because it's part of Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that's a trophy fest, too. Ugh, not that I care. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I totally couldn't give a rat's ass about that. Uh, But um, Streets of Rage, it's like, this music really makes me want to check it out. But I've always heard it compared with Final Fight. Which is bad. I hate Final Fight. I, I have no patience for Final Fight. Watching the videos for this game, it's the characters similarly crawl across the screen, and it's a brawler. But it looks like there might be at least more visual eye candy and, and more writing in the enemies. I'm not sure. Hmm. It reminded me a little more of Ninja Turtles than Final Fight. A little bit. Oh, that's I, I don't good. know if when you. When you play it, it, it feels more like Final Fight. I, I really don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not an expert on this field of gaming. Um, <laughs> or am I? You know, it definitely has better music than Final Fight from what I just heard. Yeah, <laughs> much better so. music. So, so maybe that's 80% of the enjoyment of the game. I don't know. But uh, I feel like, like, well, I already own the game. Maybe I really should just sort of <laughs> check it out. <laughs> it, it, support, it supports two players. Right. If I had a like-minded uh, a gamer who wanted to check it out, co-op makes anything like this more tolerable, just from the you know the co-op factor. I really can't believe the. Uh, I mean, the music doesn't sound anything like a Genesis game. Nothing like it. Well, this, the Genesis sound chip is always good at making more you know electronica type noises to it. Oh you, yeah. You hear yeah. Other games that we've heard like um, Pulse Man. They, they sound really good because they're going for that that electronic sound that clearly you could do with a 16-bit processor like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and a modern-day music that was going for that sound would sound very similar to this. Um, so it doesn't surprise me too much, but it's just very well done. Yeah, the, yeah, it's more of that. Yeah. Um, so Streets of Rage 2, like I said, it's 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 the standard brawler, walk forward, stop kill a bunch of guys, then the go thing blinks on the screen, and then you can move forward. <laughs> <laughs> one of um, those games. I've heard that the third one is actually faster paced than the first two. I should, I should check out that Sonic collection because it's probably $10 now. Might be. Uh, as it should be because you can't play Sonic 3 and Knuckles with it. What? Um, yeah, that's what pissed me off. That's why I cursed the damn thing. That's what I primarily bought it for. And I, that's what I'd buy it for, too. You can play Sonic 3, you can play Sonic and Knuckles, but you can't play Sonic 3 and Knuckles. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Let's just throw all the games that people don't want on here and then leave off the two that people actually want. That way you'll buy more Sega classic stuff. Is, is Mean Bean Machine on there? Uh, I don't think so. Good. Maybe. I, I really don't like Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> <at all. laughs> Nobody does. I already have it a couple of other ways, I think. Um, so Streets of Rage, the, the main villain of all three games of the Genesis, is Mr. X, who's a, a boss of a crime syndicate or something. Um, so Streets of Rage 2, if you have your own thoughts, once again, uh, TalkBack thread is open. You can find it by visiting the website and clicking on TalkBack. That's right. Um, tell us what you think. If it's unfairly compared against Final Fight or they're very similar games just one maybe has better production values than the other because yeah. let me tell you Final Fight that shit's boring <laughs> but visually aesthetically gameplay it's all boring I don't yeah. understand how Ty Sugar can can enjoy that I, I watched him play Final Fight I, I just I don't I do not understand I've honestly never liked those side-scrolling brawlers they get old after five minutes yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go on to the last listener request. Once again, uh, all of these people uh, sent me their requests by uh, emailing me at toip at nintendoworldreport.com or clicking on the uh, email form that's linked in the story. Uh, either way works, and either way, it will generate an email that comes my way. 
So um, send them in. I, I I need your requests because I eat them and they make me strong. <laughs> they satiate him. <laughs> they satiate my anger. <laughs> Appease me by sending me your requests. I forgot to say who requested the last game. Who was it? So, it was Don, also known as Ski Dragon in the forums. Oh. So I apologize for uh, not mentioning that earlier, but thank you, Don. Good pick. Ski Dragon. But that's the last game. Let's go on to the song two from this <laughs> game. that song kind of has like a mysterious but playful 
feel to it. That's a good way to describe it there. The main character is what type of being in this game? High flying and epic. High flying is the right term for that song, which nice. is titled "The Dragon." Oh. Um, this is well, Zach. Do you want to take a guess before? Why not? Uh, Panzer Dragoon Wii. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'll be surprised to know this is a Nintendo sixty-four game. Another oh, really? one of these uh, high fidelity songs on lesser fidelity systems. Um, this is Shadowgate 64, hmm. which uh, was requested by uh, Eric from Minnesota probably like two years ago. So <laughs> hopefully he's still listening to this podcast. Uh, this has been in the queue for a very long time, and I'm not quite sure why, because it has pretty good music. It's uh, It's... A first-person adventure game, much like the the classic Shadowgate, which I believe was for like the PC, and yes. maybe there was an NES port of that. And we may have actually you we may have actually used that. I don't know if there was an NES port. I do remember it on the PC though. I mean, I I group it in with like Deja Vu and, and, and those sorts of games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and the N64 game is very much in that style. It's first-person, and I think you do walk around and first-person, a little bit like a first-person shooter. Right. Um, but it really is point-and-click type type gameplay where you have to solve puzzles and, you know, collect items to solve those puzzles. Right. Like, um, Almost like Mist. Yeah, I mean, like, the game takes place in kind of a Middle-Earth-esque world, and, and you're a halfling, which I don't think you're necessarily, like, stubby, but you're small. And, um and so you're at the start of the game you're traveling or before the game even really starts I think it's maybe a cutscene you're traveling you get captured by bandits and locked in a dungeon 
and and so you have to eat your food and take the bone which is apparently sturdy and uh, you find that so. you, you find that uh, there's a, a latrine in your in your uh, cell which is basically a hole going into a sewer because this is low-tech stuff <laughs> and so since you're small you're able to squeeze through that hole oh, into nice. the sewer and uh, that's how you escape and go on your way um, so it, it's very much kind of that, that kind of find your items and then do something with them gameplay um, and I, I don't know how well it works I mean it clearly it's in 3d so it's not limited to screen by screen stuff so it may um, may provide for some interesting exploration are there are there enemies or, or is it just wandering around? I think there are some enemies, but they're of the sort that you have to sort of avoid or evade. I don't think oh. you're actually doing hand to hand combat. Um, so it's very much is driven by the puzzles, is my understanding. Hmm. Um, and, and so the full I don't know if I read the full name. It's Shadowgate sixty four Trials of the Four Towers. I don't know what the meaning of, of the Four Towers is there, but surely there's some aspect of the plot. Soramon set up two more. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I hear it. <laughs> um, you know, bones bones are common bludgeoning weapons in games. I'd like somebody to to pick up a bone that has a vitamin D deficiency and it's all rubbery and useless. I think that'd be funny. Hmm. Spoken like a true paleontologist. This person didn't get enough sun. Right. Oh, you have to find the right bone. The other ones are nourished. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. um, so it's it's an adventure game, you know. I I think it might be fairly unique in that it's in 3D first person, like full 3D first person. I'm not sure how many games really did that. And it's not it's not like a series of JPEGs first person like Mist. It's like real time 3D Doomy. Yeah, it looks like it's real time 3D um, as far nice. as I can tell. I don't know how much is scripted, but it's yeah, it's full fully rendered in 3D, and their cutscenes were or whatever you're being carried away in that are rendered in 3D. I suspect the game is pretty slow-paced, but based on what little I've seen of the game. But, Those kind of games generally are. Yeah, exactly. So it really is kind of a PC game that that they made for the N64. I really don't know much about this. I, I don't know if there are any other games like this on the N64, or for that matter, on any other console from that era, be it well, PlayStation. Do you remember Hexic? No. That was a first-person kind of swords and... And uh, magic game on the N64 that was kind of, uh, I'd almost call it Lord of, the, Lord of the Rings meets Doom. So there was more action. Yeah, it was more action. The character sprites are sprites, not 3D models. <laughs> okay, and this is on the N64. Yes, okay. and uh, and you have spells and a sword, so you could almost call it a incredibly early Oblivion game. Okay, all right. Well, I guess Mario Kart 64 had sprites, but that was a little different. I think yeah. I think they could pull that off a little more easily. <laughs> I was kind of fooled for a long time when I had that game. I didn't realize there were sprites. Yeah. Well, I mean, the nature of it, it's it's you know they have to be. Yeah. It's okay. Well, they don't they don't have to be, but I can see why they did it. I mean, yeah, it, you're not looking up close and and various angles for these racers, really. If I may, that was the best Mario Kart. Mm. Mm, I'm not sure I'd agree. I may have had the best race. Yeah. It had some good racing. Yeah, I don't know if the, I like the battle mode more on the personally on the Super Nintendo. Oh, me just too. Me. No doubt. Um, but that I digress. Um, we digress. We have one last game here, and it is a Zach request. Hey. So let's make it count. Whatever that means. <laughs> It'll be the fifth one.
I'm not sure what to think of that song. That's oh, kind it's of all a, coming flooding back. The horror, the horror. Clearly, Zach is familiar with this game. Horror, you say? Oh, most definitely. Might be a hint. <laughs> Say what you want. This has some pretty enjoyable music. It really does. You gotta want to listen to it though to keep playing. I suppose. Um, I'm sick of reading questions, Zach. You read this one. All right. Well, how many levels can you skip by using uh, a blessed warp point in this game? This was your selection, Zach. What game was. is this? This is Battletoads for the NES. That's right. From the makers of Connect Sports. <laughs> That's right. Battletoads. Oh, how far the mighty have fallen. Battletoads is awesome, though. No. 
Uh, I played maybe three levels of this game in co-op and got my ass handed to me, especially on that bike level. The bike level is the uh, is the big, you know, give up or don't level. Yeah. You got to want it after that. But the bike level, I believe, was the first song you played, and uh, you know what makes Battletoads suck is that it's all about level memorization, map memorization, and enemy placement memorization, and uh, and timing is always really, really important. Um, there's there's one level where uh, if you never got past the third stage, you didn't didn't get here. But there there's these enormous snakes that loop around the levels, and you have to jump from snake to snake, but if you don't get the timing exactly right, you'll miss the snake and generally fall onto spikes and die. Mm. Uh, so, so, let's step back just a little bit. I, I perhaps mistakenly always group Battletoads in with, with like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you, you, you'd think so, but, but what makes Battletoads unique is that only maybe one-fourth of the levels are beat-em-up levels, okay. and the, the rest are either racing, like that bike level, mm-hmm. or uh, using some kind of vehicular object. Like, there's a, a biker race. There's actually two biker levels, and the second one's uh, much harder than the first one. There's one where you're dropping down a pit on a rope, and there's one where you're uh, on a kind of a wheel, and you're trying to outrun a uh, multicolored circle of death. So, so it's very much Twitch platforming, or oh, Twitch. Very much. Is it Twitch platforming or Twitch brawling or something? It's more Twitch, more Twitch platforming because the brawling's pretty. It's honestly pretty phoned in. Uh, okay. It's it's kind of cool because you know if you you don't really you have kind of these special attacks that they don't require button combinations, but like your final hit against a bad guy will be your foot turns into a giant boot. Okay. Or your toad grows ram horns and headbutts them out off the screen. But uh, the platforming is super pre- super precise. Often you have to be pixel perfect with your jumps. Not okay. to the same extent you have to be in, like, Castlevania, but... Oh, man, it's hard. Oh, my gosh. And there are these warp points. There are four warp points in the game uh, where if you get to them in time, because they do disappear after a few seconds... <laughs> Super. Yeah, super. You warp ahead two levels. Okay. So, if you use all four, you can get past, you know, four levels. Can you escape the biker level, or is that... No. Oh. Well, the first biker level has one of the warp points in it, about halfway through. So, is that you have to hit the warp point? Or? Right, you have to You have to run into it. And they disappear once they're on screen, or if you just take your time to like the level? Well, or? like with the bike level, you'll just miss it, you okay. know, because it's scrolling. Right. But with other levels, uh, like on the snake level, there's a warp point, and if you don't maneuver the maneuver around the snakes just right, uh, you can see it, but you can't get to it. And if you don't move around the snakes just right, it'll have disappeared by the time you get there. Okay. God, it's evil. a hard game. Yeah, it sounds pretty evil. But it's co-op, but and co-op is always nice. Co-op, co-op is always nice. It, it certainly has a following. Would you say that this is the best Battletoads game? Or I've, I always really like the Super Nintendo game myself, uh, Battle Maniacs. Right. And Battletoads used. and Double Dragon is good, too. That's such a strange combination. It really is. It takes place in space. Okay, I didn't know that. That bizarrely makes sense. Um, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's it's really strange, um, but it has the most playable characters of all the Battletoads games. And there's also an arcade game, which is kind of a tweaked port, or maybe the Super Nintendo game is a tweaked port of the arcade game. But, uh, God, they're all hard. There we have it. Yeah, Battletoads is hard. I don't know if the other games are hard. Is Darkwing Duck a very hard game? No, it's it's not bad at all. All right, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Shadowgate's hard just because of the style of game it is. Uh, yeah, so, probably a lot of aimless wandering there. Yeah, so overall, a hard episode full of hard games. Um, <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, Zach, I want to thank you for co-hosting. It's always good to have you on. Of course. And, uh, and hopefully you got warm and cozy next to your computer up in Alaska. Yeah, warm and cozy, pizza, Mountain Dew, can't go wrong. Mountain Dew? You're going to be up until like 1 in the morning now, man. 
No, I've been drinking it since I was 16. I'm pretty immune to its effects. Like, <laughs> I, I can drink a can before going to bed, and nothing, I mean, it doesn't keep me up at all. In fact, I'm, I get more sleepy as I drink it if I'm going to bed. Wow. And if you don't drink any, do you feel like you're having withdrawal symptoms? Um, sometimes. Yeah. You know, there'll be, like, when we'll run out of a case from Costco, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be like, I'll say to my wife, we need to go to Costco now. Yeah. We, we need to go to Costco. Uh, we actually haven't gone to Costco in a while, so I'm out, so I'm subsisting on a two-liter bottle right now. Yeah, there, there was a year of college where I was drinking Mountain Dew with some regularity because it was, you know, cafeteria and everything. Right. And, and once I realized, got to the point, like, ooh, I'm feeling weird if I don't have some Mountain Dew, <laughs> I cut that one. I cut that off. <laughs> like, okay, no more. You. I'll blame you. At least it's not Pokemon cards. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't drink coffee, but... Um, oh, really? I don't yeah. drink coffee either. I think it tastes terrible. Exactly. I'll, I'll drink coffee if it's full of chocolate or something. There but, you go. Otherwise, it doesn't taste no. anything like coffee. Yeah. Anyway, this is a video game podcast, and it's over now. So uh, I think I'm going to say goodbye. And and Zach, I think you should say goodbye so that you can drink your Mountain Dew. Uh, adios, muchachos. All right. All right. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Yes, indeed. Enjoy your turkey. Darkwing Duck is copyright 1992 Disney Capcom. Robotrek is copyright 1994 Quintet Ancient NX. Streets of Rage 2 is copyright 1992 Sega Yuzo Koshiro. Shadowgate 64 Trials of the Four Towers is copyright 1999 Infinite Ventures Pemco. Battletoads is copyright 1991 Rare. Falcon Kick!